once the Bucks lost last night, there was kind of just this like like a weight lifted off of my shoulders. It felt like maybe it's like oh, thank God, I no longer have to really watch a lot of the NBA because it was or the Bucks. I guess the Bucks just the Bucks made it tough. And you you messaged me. I mean, we were talking in the second quarter. Like, wow, I'm I'm glad that the Bucks could go away from everything they did. Yeah, and in the first quarter, honestly, I'm not sure the Heat won that one. I think the Bucks lost that game. Like what they were doing in the first quarter was awesome. Ended. I mean, they were up 28 it, to 19, and then they stopped it. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't think the Heat made any adjustments. You don't think so? What they did was on the offensive side of the ball, they they stopped turning the ball over. <laughs> um, and you saw the Bucks stop running an offense and just start settling for threes again because I think the, I mean, the, the ineptitude do. of Eric Bledsoe took over as well. Jesus, he so many possessions where you're like, why? Yeah. And then to end the half. They give they set him up for the three pointer. Like what? Yeah, what I, are you doing? Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. No, no, not at all. They did that in game. They did that in game four too. Uh, it was that it was the end of a quarter. Like they set up Eric Bledsoe for. A th- I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, Why guys, are you giving him the ball? Guys, I would rather have taking a, a three point shot. Anybody? Lopez, Middleton. DiVincenzo, Wesley Matthews. <laughs> like, that's just four Marvin, guys right there. Marvin that play Williams. Marvin Williams. Like, who, by the Kyle way, retired. Carver. Yeah, anyone else. Giannis. Was, I'd rather have Giannis taking I'd that rather third. have Ursan Ilyasova finally see some minutes after yeah. being DNP'd. Uh, <laughs> and then Ursan, we're calling you up for literally one possession. Bledsoe, sit down. Ursan, Ursan you're stand in. right here. Yeah, shoot stand the ball here shoot the it. ball. <laughs> like, it, anything would be better than Eric Bledsoe. Give me DJ Wilson Give over me, Eric Bledsoe. Is there a way to get? I mean, Mike, that might be a little far. Is Give there me Giannis's to, brother. Is there a way to get Mike Budenholzer to take the shot? Like, can we, I'd rather have Budenholzer take the shot than Eric Bledsoe if that was somehow possible. <laughs> Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? I forgot to tell you guys. Something. Oh, hang on one second. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Hey, RJ, real quick, buddy. The Natural is a good movie, but Major League is better. Come on, don't give me this OAB crap, Bachman. Well, thanks, Big Joe. I mean, Major League wasn't on the on the TV. Well, yeah, what do you think, Charlie? The kid? He's cut off. Not from the beer. I can't physically do that. But if, once he ever calls in again, he's done today. Charlie, you're done today. All right, RJ and Nelly, we got the Twitter poll up right now. It's also at Zone Madison as well on Facebook if you want to. It's not a poll. You can comment on it to tell yes, no, or why you decided to do what you did. Mike Budenholzer has had back-to-back years with a collapse in the playoffs. The Bucks were number one seeds both times, best record in the NBA. Should he return as the Milwaukee Bucks head coach? Yay or nay? Right now, 62.5% of the votes say no. What say you, Arge? If you can get me Phil Jackson out of retirement. Oh, yes. the triangle coming? No. Um, I'm kind of with Conrad. I think right now you don't because especially in the East – I think if you have that home court advantage in a normal year, things might be a little different. But uh, oh yeah, in a normal, you know, if they had a home court advantage, Bucks are definitely. I'm not saying they're winning at all, but yeah. they're going I mean, farther it, than the semi. It still the semis. It still doesn't take away that they lost four straight uh, in the conference finals last year. Yeah, um, but I mean. Was this just year two of Budenholzer? It is year two. Yeah. Um, and Isn't that crazy? He's, he's getting the one seed with players that aren't going to be playing anywhere else. Like, half of his bench didn't <laughs> even play in this series. It's, uh, I it's, mean, it's interesting. Did we see Sterling Brown get minutes? Did we see DJ Wilson get minutes? But that's also what happens in NBA playoffs. The, bench, the bench, bench is short. Yeah. But You play more minutes and... Honestly, in a playoff series, I don't want DJ Wilson playing. Right. Yeah, but I, do you but, want Eric Bledsoe playing? Yeah, when something's no, not 36, working, thirty-six minutes. When something's not working, you gotta try something else. And sitting, I mean, it, Robin Lopez didn't even play. No, he just and sat on the side. I don't understand that. I mean, that's a guy who can take defensive minutes, and you know, maybe not have Giannis and Chris Middleton get into foul trouble 
early on in the series, and he can take some minutes well, and give some hard fouls. Just so, I mean, I'm looking at it right here. George Hill, he was 0 for 3 from three-pointers, 1 of 8 for field goals of two points. George Hill was statistically the best three-point shooter in the NBA. I don't know how many that's times a, the announcer said that. That's another guy I'm okay with seeing go. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Matthews played phenomenal defense on Jimmy Butler. Yep. I, you know what? Yeah. I like the, I like the I like seeing a little more minutes of Dante Divincenzo. Yeah. Like he he, he actually showed some promise, game. but I mean Chris Middleton was eight of twenty five. You yeah. know it was Eric Bledsoe was two of twelve. You have George Hill one of eight. Kyle Korver played six minutes. He was one of two and one for one for three point land. Like that was Pat Connaughton was fourteen minutes. He was you know all these guys they're plus minuses. They're all minus minus. <laughs> what Kyle Korver's plus two? He had six minutes and. At zero, some this is insane to me. At zero is Eric Bledsoe. Everyone else is minus. <laughs> how how is plus minus when you have Eric Bledsoe as the second best on the court? Eric Bledsoe was the worst player on the court, hands down. <laughs> Let's go to the phones really quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? You got Bob. Don't worry, it's not Charlie. Hey, Bobby, what's up, dude? <laughs> um, boy, it's just not a beautiful day out here, is it? No, it really isn't. But here's my, my two cents on Budenholzer. I just think with Giannis that we don't tip the apple cart over again and pull a new coach. Let's get his contract in place. Let's get Booty a real year without the bubble. And then if he implodes, let's get Giannis signed. And then if he implodes, maybe look at something else. One down more the road. year? But, just one more year? Yeah, I mean, it really, come on. Giannis was hurt the last game. You the have the bubble. bubble. Thing. Yeah, four months off, no Pfizer form. I, I get it. I understand where you're coming from, Bobby. It makes sense. Plus, I just don't think Giannis would be, if you want to give Giannis another reason to leave, fold in Budenholzer and put somebody new in, and then that's his third coach, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So, and he doesn't seem like a dude that likes change too much, no, clearly. No, he does not. So I think you definitely lock him down. Leave Booty alone for a year, and then reevaluate the situation. If it's the same, you know, the same old thing next year that he gets in the playoffs, and it doesn't appear he doesn't appear to make a lot of adjustments. Right. Which, which, and there were some lineups that were definitely questionable. But again, you know, he's in the bubble. He's probably making some. You know, who am I to second guess the guy that's a professional basketball coach? Hey, that's why we do it, though, Bobby. We got to we got to second guess here. We have four hours to talk about it, so that's what we got to do. Bob, how excited <laughs> are you for the true. Packers coming up, though, my man? Oh, dude, that's just going to be amazing. <laughs> like I said, that's the only thing that's saving me from you know driving off the road is to know the Packers are right around the corner. Same. Twenty-seven. <laughs> write this down. Twenty-seven ten. Twenty-seven ten. I assume that's going Packers. for the Packers. You got that right. All right, Bob, you're the first one in for the score predictor. I'll write it down, buddy. That's right. Hey, and, and then hey, you'll be buying this? me a pizza. I was just going to say that. If you hit that score, I'll buy you a pizza. <laughs> there you go. And witness, witnesses? Witness. There you go, Bob. Love it. Love it. Love I'm, it. Gl- love I'm, glad it. You love it. I'm glad you weren't Charlie, too. We love hearing from you, Bob. <laughs> See you, I'm bu- a little more sober than Charlie this morning. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> Later, bye. <laughs> Good stuff from Bob there. Let's go to Zone Madison on Twitter and look at this question right here. Also on Facebook as well, Zone Madison. Should Mike Budenholzer, after a back-to-back years with the collapse in the playoffs, should he return as the Milwaukee Bucks head coach? Right now, early. Wow, it's tied at 50-50. We had a very good uh, idea from our guy, one of the Hoffmans. Love ourselves, the Hoffmans around here. Bo says, Bucks should bring in Greg Gard. What do you think of that? It's not Bew, as a guy whose real name is Bo, B-E-A-U. It's not Bew. <laughs> that delivery driver that one day. Hi, I'm looking for Bew. Dude, Excuse I've been me? called so many different, <laughs> besides like a-hole and asshat, I've been called a lot of different things. Bew, boo, boy, biow. I mean, when That's, your middle name is to full, yep. people will get that. That's true. They're like, Bew? To full? To full? What? Okay, What? All right, speaking of questions on Twitter, Mike Budenholzer, should you return as the Bucks head coach? 50-50 right now, yes, no. I go look at Facebook right now. A lot of different uh, opinions coming in. Uh, Chris says he's got to go. I really like the guy, but he's constantly getting outcoached. Giannis should dominate the paint, and he needs a true point guard. We have zero half-court offense. Jay says no. Bring in Donovan and Chris Paul. Uh, Donovan, I could entertain. Chris Paul, no thank you. Uh, let's see. Daniel says, yes, he should stay. 
And Mike Mike McGuire says, Budenholzer did the same exact thing with the Atlanta Hawks. Time to go. Missed out on Nick Nurse a few years ago. So it's looking, and there's a couple other yeses on here. So it looks pretty 50-50 on, um, on Facebook as well. I like what Bob, Bob called in and probably made something, made the most sense out of anyone that's probably the most realistic, is you look at year two of Budenholzer, you, yes, were the best team in the NBA, had the reigning MVP, but there was this thing called COVID-19 and a four-month shutdown and then down to a bubble. No one, I think, was affected more from COVID-19 and that bubble than the Milwaukee Bucks who rely on the Pfizer form and that home court energy. I, I think, realistically, Budenholzer's seat is hot, or warm, I should say, and if he bounces out of the playoffs early again next year after having possibly a good season, then he'll be shown the door. I think that would probably make the most sense. Yeah. Especially in the last year before Giannis would sign his franchise, if he does sign his franchise, uh, the last year of his contract. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand the the he's got to go right now. I mean, I, I understand it. Uh, yeah. But, but at the same time, you have a thing, also, and I know everyone was affected by it equally, but you have a thing called COVID-19 and the shutdown of four months right. in, in a bubble in, NBA, in Orlando. Yeah, and I mean... I get it. Like, I'm sorry, the roster that's put together ain't exactly the greatest thing in the world. And yeah, you could point to his track record in Atlanta, but I think they had a little bit of the same problem too. After a few guys, it's not like anybody else was world beaters. Yeah, you only have so long with Giannis Antetokounmpo in his like prime, which he's 25 years old. He's gonna be his prime for a while. But you you can't keep wasting years of having the best record in the NBA and, you know, a guy, player like Giannis Adenokounmpo, you can't keep wasting years of getting bounced early in the playoffs. So there's no time like the present to make a move to make sure maybe it gets you over the hump. But what if you make that move and you pissed off Giannis, who seems like a very loyal guy, and maybe the Bucks regress? I think the guy that's got his work cut out from the most is the GM, John Horst, and mm-hmm. what he's got to do with that freaking roster. What do you think, Rowdy? I just don't think that... Uh... I mean, Giannis might say he's upset if you said you were going to cut ties with Budenholzer, but didn't he say the same thing with Kid? Yeah, a little different because th- he's younger in his career. And, and I think you would say that you would take Mike Budenholzer over Jason Kidd as a head coach anytime. Hand, hands down. Exactly. I, I feel like Giannis is just a, a guy that doesn't like change, but then when change is good, he's okay with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just because he doesn't know any other... Th- he doesn't know any other, right? Any other way? Any other coach? I mean, he he came from a dilapidated gym, as you talk <laughs> about in Greece. Yeah, he didn't. He Our didn't, dudes are smoking at half. Yeah, he <laughs> didn't come from the AAU, you know, American circuit like where it's like life they've had or everything. Even a they've top had, tier European league. Yeah, they've had all these different coaches that have different strategies I mean, where he's seen different things. Giannis and Nakumo shared shoes with his brothers growing up. If you're playing AAU basketball in America, you're given shoes under the table for free. Like, look at even though no, no. It's not under the table. You're given sorry, shoes over the table. as a part of your team. Oh, yeah, your team. Uh, uh, sponsorship. Yeah, there you go. Well, even just look you're at the, cash under the, table. the yeah. different <laughs> lifestyles of his versus Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, what, his dad was a professional basketball player mm-hmm. and his mom was a like a model? Oh yeah, Luka Doncic's mom then, is smoking. So he comes from BTW. I'll pull it up for you. He then. comes okay. from uh, <laughs> he comes from money and from success. Where if he wants to play in a certain league, he's going to be playing in that certain league. He's seen right. so many different coaches and different things mm-hmm. because of what was granted to him. Not playing in like the C League of Greece, right? Sharing shoes and then coming straight over to the Bucks with Jason Kidd. Yeah. I mean, Giannis's story I mean, is so Giannis's I just, story is I completely just like not sharing shoes. <laughs> RJ, I mean, here's here's a, a quick search here of Luca. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know it did. Luca Doncic's mom, you are. Uh, thank you. Way to go, Mr. Doncic. Thank you, basketball gods. You you've blessed us. They're divorced, RJ. You got a shot. What? Yeah, they divorced when Luca was nine. It says right here in uh, yeah. I don't see a ring on the, the finger. What the hell RJ. were you thinking, Mr. Doncic? You, you need. You, you need to start you shooting your shot. You for that. RJ or Nelson, one of you guys need to start shooting your shot over here. <laughs> somebody better get on it. I'm a married man. I could just I could just help you guys out. I'll be a wingman or something. Uh, M- Miriam? Uh, I think it's Miriam. Poprin? So she, she's Slovenian, so I don't really... It's easier on po- Google Poderbin? just to type in Luka, Luka Doncic mom. Well, I know, but it, that's what <laughs> we, he did. Yeah, we got her now, name up right now. now her, and, her name is the first thing that popped up. 
So RJ or Nelson, it's time to start shooting your shot. <laughs> what did Wayne Gretzky and Michael Scott say? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So there you go. I know she's listening. Everybody does. Mi- Miriam. Mi- Mi- uh, uh, Miriam. 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 Potter. I apologize if we butchered your name, but RJ Nelson. RJ Nelson would love to figure it out more. We really would. If you could just do a little one-on-one teaching, they would appreciate it. <laughs> I saw a lot of people, myself included, very excited about who the Wisconsin Badgers have coming in to their program for that 2020 run recruiting class. That is just insane right now. Did you guys see the story? Arucci, Aiden Rucci, coming. What do you think? Five. Oh, I'm sorry, Nolan Rucci. His brother's Hayden yeah, on the team. Hayden's five on star, the team. <laughs> five star offensive tackle. Nolan, not Hayden. His brother's already on the team. Nolan Rucci, six foot eight, two hundred and ninety five pounds, the fourteenth best player in the nation, the number five offensive tackle in the nation. He would be the third highest rated player to come to Wisconsin since the beginning of the online recruiting era, which started in two thousand. Unbelievable. You have three top 20 tackles in the nation coming in this class uh, next year. That can sign in December. How nuts is that? Not a bad thing. How nuts is that? Yeah. Um, Like, as a a Wisconsin guy that we all – guys that we all are, that's – wow. I mean, they beat out Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, and many others. Now, with with some of these, you have the top player out of the state of Pennsylvania, top player out of the state of Wisconsin – Top player out of Minnesota, number two out of Iowa, a top ten kid out of Ohio, which usually doesn't happen at all. Um, top ten out of Illinois. Uh, I mean, you just go down the list. It's of wild. What Wisconsin has, and in terms of even this state on keeping guys in the state, minus one who went off to to Penn State, the uh, tight end slash receiver out of. Uh, Milwaukee, but I mean, this class, you're pulling guys from other states that are top in-state talent there, and you're you're keeping your own guys here. Now, you, you look at the state of Pennsylvania, out of the top 20, I think two top 20 guys are committed to Penn State. One is on the fence about committing to Penn State and some other schools. Yeah. Other than that, they're all going out of state except for a couple guys who are from Pittsburgh going to Pitt. And wasn't Hayden and Nolan Rucci's dad? He was a yeah. star at Penn State? Star at Penn State. <laughs> they're like, for, yeah, we don't want to go there. Then played for New England for I guess seven I'll ask, or eight I'm years. I'm going to ask Jay about that tomorrow, too. Um, hey, how's it feel to lose <laughs> Pennsylvania products? I, I, You know what? One thing his dad never did. Didn't lose the pens uh, the the kids from the state. Yeah, they didn't go. Elsewhere. Well, I mean, when Barry Alvarez got to Wisconsin, what was one of his things that he said they had to do? Oh, they had to close off the state. Everybody was going close to Iowa, borders. Notre Dame, yeah. uh, Michigan. Yeah. There were no kids staying in the state. That's how bad Wisconsin football. And that was. and that's the thing. Like wherever you go, no matter what team you are, whatever state you're in, you should your goal should be to at least control that state because that's your home state right and like the big thing with Alvarez I mean the skill position players come from elsewhere sorry to say but uh historically I mean we're starting to see uh receivers and safeties and like the rest of the skill positions develop here in the state where I mean you're getting guys like Julius Davis who's a national product at running back uh, guys who are national products as DBs and things like that. Yep. So, but historically, you got your O lineman, D lineman from the state of Wisconsin, and your position and skill players came from everywhere else for uh, for Alvarez. But RJ, they your don't, top ten kids in the state were offensive and defensive linemen. They don't. And that's they don't grow. Changing. They don't grow the O and D lines. Uh, out out east or out west like they do in Wisconsin. Nah, apparently not. Well, if you talk about offensive line, just look at some of the guys they've signed since 2019. Mm-hmm. You have Logan Brown, who was a four-star. He was a top 300. Yep. You had uh, Weedig and, and Nelson yep. this last year. Top and now all of a sudden you got Rucci. Right. And That's four guys the, that are all four to five stars. Yeah. This but is the insane. two guys right behind him are four-star tackles as well out of uh, Wisconsin 
I think both of them are out of Wisconsin. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I mean, at this point, and uh, Rucci even talked about it in his little interview on CBS HQ. I have a little clip. Um, play. Talked about how Wisconsin's putting guys into the NFL, and they have a good track record of guys in the NFL. Oh, at, huge! Yeah. As offensive. At linemen. one point. At one point. Every position was the top paid position player in the NFL. In the NFL across the O line. Yeah, and that's insane. So Rucci, could you imagine this? Could you Rucci? He's six eight. Yeah. <laughs> six eight, two hundred and ninety five pounds. Could you imagine me a kid in high school six eight, two ninety five? You're like, yeah, I am definitely a purebred for the NFL coming up here. <laughs> I mean, he comes by it honestly. His dad was an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely insane. So the Badgers now have 17 commits in the 2021 class, ranked, which was ranked oh, number sorry. three in the Big Ten and Mom number 17. the number one guy out of Minnesota. Oh, there you go. Number three in the Big Ten and number 17 in the country prior to Rucci's commitment. Wisconsin has never finished higher than number 26 in the final rankings. Looks like they're going to do so as that number 17 before Rucci is going to go up a little bit here. But that's that's crazy, man. So the Badgers are going to get some – Hope cross your fingers there's a season next year, uh, 2021 coming up here, and we quickly see this guy. My one question, though, is when he in this uh, interview we had with uh, CBS Sports HQ – what does he mean here? Let me here. I'm gonna play it for you. Uh, before we let you go here, Nolan, I'm sure uh, the Scani faithful are listening right now. What's your message to him? Can't wait to see a Badger. Let's go Dubs. What's Dubs? Uh, before we let you go here, Nolan. Let's I, go Dubs. You're, you're, let's go Dubs. When you know when people do yeah, like the that. W with their hands. Can't wait to see a Badger. It's called let's go Dubs. Throwing the Dubs. Yeah, throwing the Dubs. So I think he just kind of. I think he was, he was just soaking in the moment of like... I mean, soon he's going to be contractually <laughs> obligated to end all interviews with on Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> so get get all the other stuff out while you still can. Yeah, this is it. I mean, did, was this the worst kept secret, though, that he was coming to Wisconsin? Pretty much. Brother? I mean, once you saw like Clemson kind of throw their hat in the ring, maybe he got a little worried that he didn't want to follow his brother. But, I mean, he's made it sound like... He fell in love with the coaching staff as well as yeah, he's, the players. I have a quote from him saying, I love how Coach Joe Rudolph coaches his guys. This development is obvious, as you can see, with the guys that are putting in the NFL in recent years and the guys that are going to be putting into the NFL. I'm excited to be a part of that process and make my mark. Yeah. Super stoked for this kid. Absolutely. Um, I, he'll probably end up being a kid who takes a redshirt year to put on weight unless starting now you I get mean, him up to like 330. Well, he's two ninety five now. You get him to Wisconsin. Right. You get a little some cheese, some meat and potatoes. We'll get him up there, and, and he'll be a guy who's going to come in and get those off season workouts in uh, right away, rather than having to wait to be a, a camp invitee. So he'll have summer workouts, unless he's one of those kids who's going to be done with school early. And I haven't heard anything like that, so I doubt he's. Coming I just in think for it's really crazy semester. how far Wisconsin has come recruiting wise in the last few years just because it seemed like prior to the last three years it's always been like oh Wisconsin got one or two four stars yeah and it was you were pretty pumped about it now all of a sudden in my mind since they signed Graham Mertz who by the way hasn't even started one game yet for Wisconsin they've just been unloading with these four and five star kids pretty regularly the last three recruiting classes Mm -hmm. what in didn't Zach tweet out three of the top four all-time recruits have come in the last three? Yeah, so yeah, classes. I was just going to get to that. I mean, to Rowdy's point, yeah, Wisconsin's never finished higher than 26 in the final rankings, and they're 17th right now. That's before the Rucci commitment. And then you look at um, – what did he tweet out here? Yeah, I was trying to find him. What was your question again, RJ? What did Zach tweet out? Tweeted out, like, the top four – three out of the top four – Highest ranked recruits in the history of the recruiting rankings. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Okay, so ranked as 14th best player in the nation. This is right here. Rucci would be the third highest rated player to come to Wisconsin since the beginning of the online recruiting era, which date backs to 2000. Uh, only tackles Josh Oglesby, Logan Brown, and then Rucci. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and what, is Graham Mertz the one right behind him? Or is that... Um, no, Rucci's according to the Zach, to Zach Rucci's the no, third No, but I'm highest. saying behind Rucci. Oh, yeah, then it would Mertz. be Mertz, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, four, three of the top four 
have come in the last three recruiting cycles. Last two recruiting cycles? Three. Three, yeah, because yeah, they, they were on, yeah. And Rowdy, Rowdy brings up a good point about Graham Mertz. And then you look up, like, you have Jimmy Leonard going to recruiting. I mean, how could you say no to that guy? And then you have Paul Christ as well. Yeah. Like, Paul Christ is, as Zach said yesterday when he was on the show, one of the most genuine, down-to-earth guys. Like, mm-hmm. no nonsense. Like, hey, man, this is what we're going to do for you, and we're going to make you a star out of you. Yeah, he's not really going to give you any fluff. Yeah, he's not going to blow any smoke up your ass. He'll, he'll just talk directly right to you. If you don't like what you hear, I mean, he's ready to pass if you are. And again, I always <laughs> go back to one of my favorite stories with Paul, with Brady Ewing was talking about getting recruited. Yeah. Paul Chris was over during Christmas time, and the Ewing's family tree started on fire. And Paul Chris helped put the fire out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me it's help a, you there. It's a dry tree. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, uh, talking a little Wisconsin cr- recruiting right there. Um, RJ, now when you were with the team, they had just started this online recruiting because uh, this this little paragraph here in the MadStateSportsman.com article that Zach wrote, Rucci, who is a five-star um, offensive tackle who just committed to the Badgers, Rucci would be the third highest-rated player to come to Wisconsin since the beginning of the online recruiting era. That dates back to 2000. Now you were with the team what years again? Uh, 03 to 08. I know you weren't out there on the recruiting trail. Sometimes maybe you were. You picked some of the recruits up and yeah, back, and showed them around. Back when uh, you could use managers as transportation for uh, recruiting weekends and things like that. So did did you ever get a vibe into what they did for like online recruiting when it comes to like in the early two thousands? Well, that that's talking about the the rankings. Just the rankings online. Yeah. So like the online did a lot of people talk rankings. about that in the locker room and in the no. like oh I'm a five star oh yeah well I'm a four star oh did you see me on rivals.com no oh, yeah, yeah. they were still just talking about their rankings in NCAA football pour one out <laughs> pour one out for NCAA football that was the big to do of what I was yeah, ranking no, NCAA football nobody cared about their rankings or stars or yeah. whatever like you never heard anybody talk about that so here's a half half the team like Jonathan Jonathan Casillas was a two star guy out of New Jersey uh-huh. and. He's like, did you see me in NCAA football, though? Yeah. Did you see I mean, my lady there? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody, nobody cared about your stars coming in as a freshman. You're still a freshman. But they cared about the video game. Yeah. That's funny. That's awesome. It's pretty funny going back and finding the oldest draft cat, draft class that I, or recruiting class that I can find, and it's 06. Yeah. And the the names on the on that recruiting class and the rankings are actually kind of funny. <laughs> Jay Valai, not ranked. Turned yeah. into a pretty good safety. Yeah, now he's a coach, d- defensive backs coach with Texas. Scott Tolzien <laughs> ranked a 66 three-star. Ooh, nice, three-star. Obviously turned out to be a pretty yeah. good quarterback and had an NFL career. Yeah, he yeah, made some money. He's all right. He's not bad. Bill Nagy, oh, my, my 67. Man, my man Nagy! You're, Bill, if you're listening, call in. Also a three-star. <laughs> had an NFL, had a little stint in the NFL. John Moffitt, not ranked. Lance Kendricks. You didn't go back to 99? Bill, if you're listening, call in. I'd love to ask you a couple of questions. Lance Kendricks was an 81 three-star. 608-321-1670. Gabe Nagy. Karimi, not ranked. Yeah, Karimi? Yeah. He, he, he did all right for himself. The best recruit from that class was Lance Kendricks, RJ, 81. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not bad either, is he? No, he he did all right. Yeah, yeah he, he did got himself to the NFL. He did. It's just funny looking at – you look at those guys – that had those rankings that were in the 60s yeah. to low 80s, and a lot of them had nice career careers either at Wisconsin or beyond. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden Wisconsin's grabbing guys that are ranked in the mid-80s. Well, do you think, and there's a big thing in, in Wisconsin football Twitter and um, a lot of people just in the Midwest outside of maybe like Ohio State, but when it comes to people or players, I should say, and their rankings, especially in Wisconsin, there's a big contingent saying that people are severely underrated in the state of Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. I mean, up until recently, they were only doing like the top 100 rankings and everybody else was zero stars. <laughs> like, uh, it's, I mean, you look at 2001 when Antaj Hawthorne came in, he was a four-star recruit. Brett Bell, the safety, who is now just remembered for touching a football, uh, against Michigan and causing a loss. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Brett. <laughs> Sorry, um, Brett. <laughs> great guy, though. Awesome dude. Great guy. Just hey, things um, happen on the field, right? He was a four-star recruit, and the yeah. rest of that recruiting class was unranked. Um, 
but yeah, so up until recently, it's gotten a lot deeper into the online recruiting stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, like Nelson says, I mean, the first class that had like a whole bunch of people ranked, uh, I mean, you still look at John Stocko was a three-star recruit. Lamar Watkins, he was pretty good for yeah. Wisconsin. Mark Zalewski. Uh, oh, Zalewski. How many times, what do we hear more about from Mark? It's Matt Bernstein and the Mark Zalewski stories that are at nauseating levels. Oh, yeah. In a good way, though. I mean, for for a while, they were inseparable. So, <laughs> um, Bernie. I miss Bernie. I have to get him on the show again. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like some some of the guys where, I mean, John Stocko was only a good quarterback because of his receiver. Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> I mean, that's what people said about him. Yeah. And then he turned out to be a pretty darn good quarterback without Larry Fitzgerald. No doubt about it. Um, I mean, having Larry Fitzgerald didn't didn't hurt. Oh, no, no. I'm not no, saying no. it hurt. <laughs> didn't hurt anything. <laughs> but, it's I mean, just, that's It's just, cool to see Wisconsin finally, you know, rising in the rankings and getting a little more of that respect nationally. The, I mean, the 14th best player in the nation just committed a five-star offensive tackle, Nolan Rucci, to the Badgers. Worst kept secret. I mean, his brother's already on the team. But a six foot eight, two hundred and ninety-five pounder in high school coming to the Badgers for that twenty twenty-one recruiting class. The Badgers have seventeen commits. You have four top one fifties in there. Ranked number three right now in the Big Ten before Rucci's yeah. commitment. Four top one fifties, five top two hundreds. Pretty wild. That's man. that's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. That's not bad, right? And Nelson, I mean, Nelson said it yesterday to, to, I think, myself and Zach in the office, or maybe it was on the show, but he just said it again. Once you get that, was it Graham Mertz is the one that Graham Mertz and Domino mind, once, that kept more yeah, falling? Yeah, once that fell, it seemed like yeah. everyone else with a lot of stars started to sign. And currently you have another top 20 quarterback coming in, in Deacon Hill. Is that the kid from Cali? California, California yeah. who was just recently offered by UCLA, and everybody jumped on it and said, well, he's flipping his commitment. Uh seen his tweets it doesn't look like he's flipping his commitment but i mean we saw a late change with antonio williams so you never say never um and but, at this point if you're a kid from uh the los angeles area and you were offered by ucla and usc which one would you pick oof usc i would pick to get the hell out of california <laughs> yeah is there another option no one of those two uh, so which give, one give me on the other side of that USC. fault line i think usc may be by a, a yeah, hair yeah I wouldn't want to go to either, though. I'd want to get on the other side of the fault line, Rowdy. I wanted to get on the other side. I want to get out of California. Well, then don't go to Cal, because their stadium is built on a fault line. <laughs> I'd do like what Joe Rogan did. I'd just move to Texas or something. There you go. Or I'd just come to Wisconsin. I mean, uh, yeah. Just get out of California is the moral of the story. Quite frankly, the safest place you can be. All we got is tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. Just go down in the root cellar. We can feel earthquakes from time to time. Going on a roof We've had rain from hurricanes before. We've almost but not we, a hurricane. We've had some slight flooding, I guess. Outside of that, that's yeah. Come to Wisconsin. Moral of the story: you can deal with the winters. Global warming is just about to erase the winters, pretty much. So it's beautiful, beautiful almost all, every every Sometimes month. Sometimes it the makes year. the winters worse, though. Yeah, that negative with the wind chill. What negative? Those polar vortexes will get you. But then you can stay inside. Online classes. At at some point, though, RJ. Negative 30 to negative 50. Is it really any different? Are you really feeling that much of a difference? I saw this because it was going to affect betters. Uh, Lincoln Riley had some interesting comments. Uh, Lincoln Riley, coach, obviously of um, Oklahoma, says Oklahoma will not share COVID-19 test results during the season. Yep. And this will affect betters in a big way. So let's say huge. This is huge. Let's say a star player gets the Rona. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. From They're not going to say anything. Yeah, from already this season. So first game of the season on ESPN, it was Central Arkansas versus Austin P. Mm-hmm. Now, normally that's a decently viewed game because it's the first college football game, but it would be like a a legit. Power five type school. Yeah, not uh, throwaway. It's not FCS. Who cares? Well, obviously it was going to get a lot of handle in Vegas because it's the first, first game. football game. Of course. Everyone's waiting for it. Well, all of a sudden at like 1245, it popped up into my Twitter feed that there was a guy saying, sources that he was close to are saying how multiple Austin P players were out. And now this was 
This was the day of the game. Earlier leading up, you had a lot of national pundits on ESPN, Fox, you know, insert the name. Sure. They were all saying, take Austin P. Take Austin P. The game started, I think the game opened at like five and a half. Austin P was the underdog. Well, all of a sudden, that source that I saw that said, hey, it wasn't a big J. It was just a, a random Twitter account that had less than 3,000 followers. Was he like a gambler? And, and yeah, it was kind of like one of those guys that would yeah, be. He's known like a handicapper. To, I have sources saying sure. that people close to me are saying that. Austin P is going to have at least a dozen guys out, and some of them could be key players. But and they, they didn't name who. And they didn't name who. Then all of a sudden, I think it was about 3 o'clock, I had seen another tweet from this same uh, Twitter account because I'm like, I'm going to keep some tabs on this. And he comes out and says, again, with the same tweet, he goes, I'm hearing it's their FCS all-American wide receiver, their best player on offense. It's a defensive lineman that starts. It's a linebacker that starts. It's their long snapper that starts, uh-huh. and it's potentially a kicker and then some other special teamers. So, yeah. Well, that's a huge impact. That's, a, big, that's a gigantic impact. Your best impact. player is not going to play, and up to three more starters, one being a long snapper. I ended up getting on the horn with another guy that I knew. I go, hey, can you place this for you me? You guy in Iowa? Your plug in Iowa? And he ended up doing it. Well, then that line had moved. Wasn't the quarterback punting too? The quarterback was punting because the long because snapper in that in game a- was replaced because he was out for COVID, and they couldn't get a long snap. <laughs> they couldn't get a punt going. Well, <laughs> turns out that game that opened at five and a half, was bet all the way down to two and a half where wow. Austin P was getting the money. And then once that kind of got leaked, yeah. the line got brought all the way back to, I saw as high as six and a half no where kidding. central Arkansas was now the favorite. So I ended up getting in when it was three. Yeah. Wow. And I ended up having, it was a terrible game for central Arkansas and for Austin P just in but general, you won the bet. pretty sloppy, but we won the bet and had I not seen that information, sure. I never would have. Well, bet here you the go. Game. Yeah, Lincoln Riley. Back to the start of the story. Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma. He's saying well, they are not going to be sharing. So, quote: Just like we would with an injury, we made the decision not to broadcast COVID nineteen results. I know we've been probably the most transparent school in the country up until then, but you don't want to give your team a competitive disadvantage, so we're not going to reveal that information. Yeah, seriously, if you. Just be uh, be aware on Twitter on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. You never know last second when you might need a crazy. And crazy. and you don't know because there are going to be some teams that'll disclose it. Yeah, some will, some won't. I mean, it's just like the injuries. Cause, That's crazy because they talked about with that Austin P game. Their coach didn't disclose it. Yeah, he wasn't going to disclose it. Lincoln Riley just said he's not going to disclose it. So now Oklahoma games are, are going to be closely paid attention or any little bit of information that you can hear yeah. whispers from someone, it's probably going to be true. Packers play Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings. I can't believe that we are here. Like, I can't believe that we have arrived to the end. It doesn't feel like it, right? It doesn't seem like it. Uh, no preseason, short on practices, no really, no family night, no nothing, obviously, because of COVID-19. And we were just talking a little uh, – uh, gambling, and I see NFL Week One picks: Green Bay at Minnesota, noon Fox point spread, two and a half points going to the Minnesota Vikings. And right here on CBSSports.com, the main headline: Packers shock Vikings in Minnesota. Take the underdog. As a gambler that you are, Rowdy, would you bet on this game, or would you just stay away? Like I don't know what to expect for Week One of the NFL. Because there's been no preseason. There's been like no normal practices. There's been no normalcy at all. As a better, would you just be like, I'm just going to wait and see? Or is this an opportunity to pounce on some cash? Well, I think uh, if you look at college football, I know it's a little different than NFL. But uh, there's been a couple weeks now, right? Mm -hmm. You had that first kickoff game. You had the first, I guess, what does they call it? Week zero. Yeah. Now you had last weekend's games. If you look at if you look at the the teams that have struggled in the college football, I'm gonna say it's probably going to be the same for the NFL. It's teams that didn't get practices in. It's teams that have a new offensive coordinator or a new head coach. 
if if there's something that's new, their system probably isn't as implemented as if well, they have the been Vikings there are pretty new for a while. The Vikings revamped their defense, well, multiple I mean, starters, and they have Dom Capers. That's a uh, Zimmer's always going to be the head of the Vikings defense, so I'm not too worried about the Vikings defense. Dom but Capers. they did have to. They did bring in a new OC because Stefanski went to uh, Cleveland. Yep. Well, they brought in a ton of new people on defense for the Vikings. Um, <laughs> again, I can't stress this enough. What is he like? Was he defensive quality control? Dom Capers. <laughs> I'm not too worried about the the Vikings and their defense, just because. Well, if you have a bunch of new starters in a, a in a system they're not familiar with, with hardly any time to be prepared, I know Zim Zimmer's able to get his players up, but th- that is something that's and a, a lot of the mark. new players though that the Vikings brought in are some pretty good players. They had a pretty good draft. True. I mean, it's a new system though with new players and lack of preparation. That that goes into the equation. But the Packers, what's uh, Packers got some new faces though. I mean, the inside linebacker core is a little different. Other than that, there's a lot of don't the Packers have more consistency than the Vikings coming into this season? Well, that's what I was getting at. I think the one thing, because obviously all teams in the NFL are going to have new players coming in, new players leaving, old players leaving, but more or less the offensive coordinators or the, the new D coordinators or new head coaches, I think with the lack of preparation, those are going to be where they struggle more. And And to the Packers' point, they really have a lot of familiarity because it's still it's, Matt Lafleur is yeah. the head coach and basically the OC. Yep, and you still have uh, Petten as the defensive coordinator. Yep, most of your roster is still intact. Yeah, they brought in uh, Kirksey, but Kirksey played with uh, Petten. Yep. in the past, so yep. I feel like that's not a huge drop off. Yep. Yeah, you obviously everyone brought in guys that they drafted. So I think the Packers do have a little bit of a leg up, especially in a week one against the Vikings. Now, I think that three, it's two and a half, but it's been bouncing around three. Yeah, I think that's on pretty. On Twitch, Elite Picks has it open up at three and a half. I have it right here at two and a half. But Yeah, it's been bouncing around three. I think that's actually pretty legit. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the thing you're going to have that's to just keep home, in mind. That's just home field advantage, right? As a, yeah, as a they're basically goal. even teams. Yeah, it's basically even. I mean, the home field gives you the field goal difference essentially. Now, how much are you going to factor there's no in home, home field. field? Yeah, they're going to be pumping in noise, but but it's there's not, not the same. same. There's not the same vibe of like a crowd of you feeding off the energy of a crowd. Have we have we gotten the facts on when teams will be leaving? Cuz remember uh was it this spring where the NFL teams were talking about because of COVID, they were going to make them fly in day of, fly out uh that night. You remember hearing those articles? Where they didn't want to be staying in certain uh, locations very long, so they were going to fly in like that morning and fly out that night. I that's v- pretty vaguely. insane to me. I don't think they're going to do that. But I mean, even if they change it up where they're flying in the day before and flying in the night or flying out the night after, that still changes up their normal uh, routine from what they've had every year before. Yeah, it's um. There's this the unfamiliarity is there's there's so much around it, but thankfully I think the Packers remain the most constant. There's a lot of variables yeah. that are changing for this season. Well, what's the one bet you pounced on right away after a restart from Major League Baseball? Wasn't it the un, it was no run scored in the first inning? And that was before we realized how bad the Brewers were and made money off them. But that's yeah, just that teams was in general. just in general, just because you had the such the weird routine where it was, oh, we had two weeks of spring training, and then all of a sudden we took four months off, and then the guys got, what, a week and a half to two weeks of summer camp where they were playing <laughs> wink, scrimmage wink. games Quote and unquote. basically just having normal like practices you would have at like a high school level. Yeah, It's like the guys weren't in their normal routine. The guys weren't getting at-bats against competitive live arms that are major league caliber. It wasn't going to... It wasn't going to look good. Maybe that's a, a thing you could look at starting in the NFL. If they have a new offensive coordinator, that team might not be firing on all cylinders week one. Yeah. So maybe the unders look all right in those games. I have a very dark and dreary life, and the only time the ray of sunshine hits me is when our sports director, Zach Heilprin, graces us with his presence. Good morning, Zach. Good morning. I feel like that's the opposite for everybody else, but I'm glad to brighten your day. I live a very depressing life and whenever i see you it's just like a rainbow and sunshine 
Yeah, that's what you just said. I'm just reiterating it, you know, just <laughs> letting it be known. Okay, I thought you were just letting Nelson know uh, because he missed, he might have missed it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a conversation over uh, the break there. All right, so Zach, welcome in. Uh, thanks for joining us. And I have to ask you right away, before we talk a little Wisconsin Badger news, which is big news, we were just talking Vikings, Packers. It's Sunday. It's crazy. Vikings are favored by two and a half points. But we were talking who's got the most, who's coming into this game uh, a year of 2020 of so much uncertainty and unknowns. Who has the most familiarity coming in to this Sunday game? Who's the person that and the club that is uh, probably best suited for the task during an uncertain time. I think it's the Packers. Like they bring back pretty much they brought back pretty much everybody, didn't they? From from last year. Obviously they lost Brian Bilog and they lost uh you know Blake Martinez. <laughs> um I feel like everyone in the Packers is like get yeah, get, get out of here. Keep, on keep going. I, they have more uh continuity than I certainly the Vikings do. Um yeah. there's no doubt about that. There's a significant turnover on the Vikings, especially you know at their uh in their secondary at the corner spot. I mean they have a new wide receiver in Justin Jefferson who I believe uh, the bold prediction from the ESPN reporter that covers them was that he is going to have the closest season to what Randy Moss did in 1998 than any wide receiver since. Some pretty big shoes to fill right there. That's he, he was the guy. That's we all, a lot of praise. He was the guy that everyone wanted in Green Bay. Yeah, like he was. There was. Well, I wanted Justin Jefferson in Green Bay. I wanted Randy Moss in Green Bay. Yeah. 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 I mean, Justin Jefferson, like that was the guy, like everybody wanted. In Green Bay, or a lot of people want it in Green Bay. Does Justin Jefferson fish? I don't know. Now, for what it is. I think he's from Louisiana, so he probably does. Randy Moss is all about straight bass, homie. Okay. Yeah. I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good. Yeah. Well, he grew up in in the sticks, too. I know. For what it is, I've seen some accounts on Twitter that I respect gambling wise, and they're talking Justin Jefferson under receiving yards, which I think was like set at like 750 some. I respect the heck out of those people, but. Uh, the ESPN reporter actually watched practice where these guys were sitting in a dark room. Ebo may have been there uh, in uh, in Las Vegas making these lines. But again, I've never they, been they Vegas, are as in, you're right. They're as in tune with as with this stuff with anybody. But um, it's a bold prediction. Um, it's very bold. Yeah. Especially to say, comparing to one of the all-time greats in Randy Moss. The, you could just say he's going to have a nice rookie year, but you go a step further going – Next to Randy Moss. As Packers fans, have you ever feared a wide receiver more than Randy Moss? Randy Moss is one of my, is my favorite receiver of all time. Okay, but in terms of like when the Did Packers I, when played, played him, all oh, every time I thought he was going to get torched. Um, if we're talking about split seconds, Des Bryant when I thought he caught it. I, I'm not talking about <laughs> split seconds. We all agree, definitely did not catch it. Oh, um, of course not. Yeah, but I have to disagree it, with Big but, Mike just on that alone. But is there know. he? No, he said he didn't catch it. Well, his, his presser in in Dallas didn't he say he did? I think he said no. All right, well, whatever. Big Mike's never wrong. Either way. But, is I mean, Randy Moss is up there, right? Yeah, he's yeah, up there. Man, I, to me, he's as dangerous as a guy that and like scared you. It was kind of like him and Barry Sanders like growing up. Those would be the two guys. Oh, totally. And then Adrian Peterson, throw him in there too. Like, oh, could, AP. Could, could, yeah, is he going for 200 anytime. today? Well, right. the thing about Barry Sanders is the, the th- he scared me, but then when you looked at the uniform he was wearing, you're like, oh, we're going to be all right. Dude goes one, minus two, three. 75 <laughs> like that's that was like what he did and it was just uh that's a good scary who scares you the most as a packer fan i would say it was ap and randy moss right and, and then i guess for the bears it would be devin hester if you punted to him right i feel like the, 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 yeah the players you feared on the bears were on the defensive side yeah. of yeah. football like right. it was either devin hester on special teams or erlacher yeah for anthony sure. thomas no no no, no. <laughs> cedric benson no, mm. no. Matt Forte. Matt Forte was okay. Little Lance Briggs, I throw in there. Yeah. Little uh, Brian Urlacher. Peanut Tillman. Peanut he was always going to find a way to get at least one turn. Who, by the way, threw the uh, first pitch out for the Brewers one time. He did. Still kind of confused on Ridiculously. that Ridiculously. Um, <laughs> no, uh, obviously you got to throw Jay Cutler in there, too. Well, Jay Cutler, one of the greatest Packers of all time. <laughs> who, by the way, is not dating Tommy Loren. Oh, really? That's apparently. Jay, well, Jay Cutler posted it on his uh, Instagram account. Oh, really? I'm surprised. He's, the only lady that he has in his life is this, um, this like cow he has on his farm. Okay. And the chickens? And the chi- Are they still alive? I don't know. Yeah. I know he's that, hurt. That dude is weird. I'm a big Cuddy fan. I know you are. I love Jay Cutler. I, you were so excited when he uh, was supposedly dating Tommy Lauren. Oh, it was the, it was the power couple 2020 deserved. You were so excited. You loved that. Well, it looks identical. Ta- you're a big Tommy Lauren fan, too. So really, it's kind of annoying. That. Pretty annoying. She's not bad to look at, but she's annoying. She looks just like though um, his anti-vaxxer ex-wife. What's her name? Lauren? No. She's from the hills or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, who cares? Cavallari. Yeah, there you go. Chris, Kristen, Kristen. There yeah. you go. Shows yeah. how much I know about those shows. But yes, Packers Su- on Sunday. Su- Sunday. <laughs> he had a different Hills reference. Lauren something, that, right? Yeah, the the other one. Yeah, either way, Sunday <laughs> Sunday game. Never saw an episode. Two and a half. The, the point spread is two and a half. Is there home field advantage involved here? Today? Well, that's what I was going to ask you because you were in Lambeau Field when they were piping in the crowd noise. I think there what is. What was the feel like? I think you have it? to. You I have, think there is, but it's I think you have everybody. to go at least one point. But here's the thing. You have to – well, yeah, because you're not because you're not traveling. Exactly. And but I don't know if you can go more. more. Here's the thing about the sound is it it's going to be louder indoors than it is outside. Yeah. So the 70 decibels or whatever it is, I think it was ended up being 70 decibels, is going to be louder in there. My well, can't question, you say the Packers my, are used to the piped-in noise because the Vikings do it anyways? Yes. But my question is, is it as loud for the Vikings offense as it is for the Packers offense? Is it? I think you have to start it at the beginning of the game and it doesn't turn off. Like that's that's my. I was reading of a it. very interesting article about Major League Baseball. The people that are in control of the crowd noises is a person with an iPad. Basically, is like a conductor of a symphony. They're like swiping and doing like hitting buttons and right. trying to do faders and all kinds of stuff. It was a really cool article. I want that job. If we're talking about iPads trying to get the right volume and faders, I feel like I'm qualified for this job. <laughs> uh, I, that's the thing. I'm interested. I I don't know what it's going to look like on Sunday in that in that respect. But home home for uh, home field advantage. I don't. I think well, it's right. easier just because the Maybe Vikings the are point. there. Maybe just for travel, yeah. just for the travel. Other than that, I mean, you really don't have. There's no energy for a crowd. Right. There's no, you know, it's just a bunch of piped in noise that did it have when you were in Lambeau Field and they're piping it. Did it have like a feel? Was there an energy to it, well, or was, was it just was, like, like? Yeah, there were some girls. There was a girl screaming and a dad like yelling in the recorded noise. Yes. Yeah, and I don't know if that was the recorded noise that they're going to use, but they sent out. I don't know. If, was it specific to? Each team, I don't know. Because some teams can have fans. Right. Do they get piped in noise? Like, that's something, like, I don't think has the NFL even addressed that. I've looked. I just can't find anything on it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, our sports director, Zach Heilprin, joining us right now. And, Zach, looking at the Packers right now and um, just the offense alone, did have the details come out on that Aaron Jones deal? There's no deal. There's not? They're not going to There's no deal them? yet. And I think it was I think it was him saying pretty much the same thing he said back in like my, my agent's working on it May I'm or whenever whenever we it. talked to him during OTAs he said that he's not worried about it it's gonna they were talking we'll see if a deal gets done kind of thing they're yeah, definitely sure. working on it to me I he would not like, be is, my he would not wasn't be that my, surprising he would not be my number one priority if I if I'm them Bakhtiari yes yeah and then what do you do with Corey Lindsley yeah. Like those two, those two would be ahead of at least in my opinion, Aaron Jones. Despite how great he was last year, I thought this would be the last Lind- year. The Lindsley's solid, but I feel like he's the one that's expendable. He probably in terms of yes, their roster, right? But like Bakhtiari is a must resign. Yeah, and, and I think that they put the franchise tag on him if they can't resign him. But that is that to me, that is the absolute must. You can't lose him, and Aaron Jones to me is. Expendable. I couldn't believe well, it. I will say this. They, Jamal Williams is expendable, expendable like all these guys. If they did lose Bakhtiari, it is nice knowing that Alex Light is out there. <laughs> right. Oh, wait. No, he's not. Oh. Uh, that's just, too bad. I'm just happy oh, to be back. out there to be able to sign. Out there to resign. Okay. And a new article would come on a paper. I'm just happy to be back on the team again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but your your guy Rob Reichel, when we had him on weeks ago after Kenny Clark uh, signed his extension. He did say that out of the three, they could probably only sign two, and that would be Lindsley, Bakhtiari, and Aaron Jones. That's three. No, they could only sign two out of, of the three. Of the three. Yeah. The Aaron Jones thing surprised me. Again, I, I don't think that there's anything imminent. But some of these other deals that are getting done. Uh, is that just Jones is, being is, like, hey, come on, let's do something? No, I think he was asked a question, and he said they're definitely talking, and he's not worried about it, and he's going to focus on football, which I think is pretty much what he has said all along. But, again, it was – News on an off day, and and thank you. We appreciate that. I, I always, we, we appreciate, I always, I always appreciate. We that. like the clicks. We like the uh, ability to talk about it. So yes. yes, yeah. No, I appreciate that, Aaron Jones. Hanging out with our sports director Zach Heilprin, a beacon of hope in my dark, dreary life. Zach, another beacon of hope. This is a big beacon of hope. This is a six foot eight, two hundred and ninety five pound beacon of hope. This is a Rucci coming in. Another Rucci. Nolan Rucci this time coming in. Yeah, agreed. Or I should say, committed to Wisconsin yesterday. Turned down Penn State, where his dad was an All-American. Yeah. Where his mom was an All-American. Where he lived two hours from there. 
and is coming to Wisconsin instead. You know, five-star recruit, number five offensive tackle in the country, the third highest rated recruit Wisconsin's ever gotten, assuming he ends up signing. It's uh, And seven of their top 20 recruits in the last 20 years have come in the last three classes. That's nuts. Paul Christ. Bringing it. Can recruit. Him and his staff doing it. But, yeah, Nolan Rucci, big time, big time signing for Wisconsin. Yeah, this is huge, man. Um, And I, I was reading your article at MadCitySportsZone.com, and you were talking about the um, – Dating back to 2000, the online recruiting era is that that's just the rankings online, correct? right? Yeah, yeah. Because because like Tom Lemming and other people like in the 90s were putting out magazines with recruiting rankings, but no one was no one has gone back and added those <laughs> in and and decided you know what's what. Sounds like a job for the research department. We should get them on it. We should. Maybe um, the NCAA can get to that after they re they add in Ron Dane's bullshit. Well, that's the easiest one, right? By the way, I saw Ron Dane retweeted you yesterday. Thankfully. As you're on your crusade to get him recognized as the true college all-time leading rusher. Well, it was the anniversary of his college debut, I believe, on Sunday when he ran for 53 yards against Eastern Michigan. Went on to run for 7,125 yards, most of any FBS running back in history, no matter what the NCAA says. It seems pretty easy because I can just Google it. Like it seems pretty easy that you can just type in his, you know, his his bowl stats and right. I don't know, add them to the what they did with you, Pumphrey. You would think so. It's if I can do it. Yeah. I think some snot nose, you know, intern for the NCAA could do it. Yeah. Who a lot more tech savvy than I am. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I completely agree that it should be done. However, they're not going to do it. I I contacted them a couple years ago, asked them about it, and. uh well, it's they have to, what they have to do is go back and add, if they were to do that, they'd have to go back and add everyone's bowl stats back in from the first bowls all the way back in 1915, whenever the Rose Bowl started and all that type of stuff. You'd have to go back and add all the bowl stats in. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're still not going to beat Ron Dane. No, of course not. But no, but like if you're going to add in Ron Dane stats, then you also need in because it affects everyone. Run else's. in the the well, punt, I mean, the punt return stats for the 1938 Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, those have to be added back into. Hell I mean, of a bowl in 1930, <laughs> by the way. That was lit. Heaven, for, heaven forbid they yeah, had to go back and do that. I mean, they had plenty of time the last <laughs> six months. Yeah. Right? Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of time, we were talking off air a little bit, and you just read a tweet about what's the – two tweets, actually, about the NCAA, one, or one Big Ten specifically, and one was the ACC and basketball? Yeah, so, like, we'll do the ACC basketball one first. The ACC had – all their coaches had unanimously voted – to a proposal that would put all Division One basketball teams into the NCAA tournament in 2021. Everyone gets in to the tournament. I think there's 300. And they all leave with a participation trophy if they get bounced out. Right I think away. there's 350 teams. I would imagine that they would have to do it or a ribbon. Not a I would imagine they would have to do it like, um, like the FA Cup in Europe. Look at you pull out some soccer stuff. Oh, I got I'm FIFA. I'm big, My man, big FIFA guy. Appreciate like, it. Right. Yeah. Like you, where you have all the lower division teams fighting their way up, all the way down, play, and they have to fight their way up, and, and you know, and like the Premier League teams get buys, buys and buys yeah. and that type you of stuff, and wait, don't have wait, to wait, right, wait. right. So I think, and obviously, three hundred fifty teams. There's a lot more. That's a lot more it's than a lot what, of games. That's a lot more than what's in the FA, uh, the you know, in the uh, association over there. But yeah. I could see that type of a, a format, but. Yeah, this uh, you're like a regional bubble. Three hundred and fifty. Yeah, three. That's insane. Yep, regional bubble, double elimination. Once you lose twice, your season's over. Yeah, sure. I mean, I get it. I get I, it. I bet it's better than nothing. Like if they don't do anything. Yeah, but I there's going to be something. Like, and I'm fine with whatever. I'm just, I just I'm ready for something. Yeah, for sure. And then the other one, more Big Ten related. Yeah, Big Ten was uh, from um, Ted Carter, who's the Nebraska president. One of those guys that. Decided that he was one that voted in favor of continuing to play. One of three guys to do so, or one of three people to do so. Godspeed. He said the Big Ten Return to Competition Task Force is putting together some plans that the presidents and chancellors will vote on very soon. Okay. All right. Very soon. All right. Are you so, are you so are you skeptical that they're gonna there's gonna be football this year? There's not gonna be football this year. There'll be NFL. But there's not gonna be there's not gonna be Big Ten football this year. I think there will be. You you why? I think there will be in, in November. I think that there you will think be. So? Yeah. Now here's the thing. Do you think fans? Well, why is that? I don't think fans would be allowed in. Do you think? No, 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 not not fans be allowed in. Do I think fans will care? Yes. Do I, Do you think <laughs> they'll really care if they play a season? Say it starts in November, and they play like four games, and they're not even eligible or qualified they're, for they're, the the playoffs. They're going to play more than four games. But you see what I'm getting at. They don't play they, they, the ten not, that everyone not, else is. The the ACC, the Big Twelve, and the SEC is not going to wait for the Big Ten and the Pac-12. No, they're not going to. It doesn't. So, 
anybody's so throw that out. Anybody's hope that that's going to happen, unless it was going to be the that October 11th unrealistic start date for the Big Ten, um, where because you think about the SEC, they're starting September 26th, so it's not like it would be that big of a difference. But that's that start date's not going to happen. So even if they, I mean, they're not going to wait around. Get the idea that there's going to be a normal college football playoff with the Big Ten and Pac-12 in there out of your mind. It's I don't believe that's going to happen. But what I do believe is is they're going to play. I think probably close to eight games. Uh, between eight and ten games, all in conference, and the winner they'll play the Big Ten championship game, and the winner will play the winner of the Pac-12 championship game in, in the Rose Bowl. I mean, that's that that'll be the season. I like how you said though, if you have hope, like it's 2020. If you have any hope of anything, throw it out in the trash. Hope no longer exists in the year 2020. Where did I say hope? You I said, said no. You said if you have hope that they're going to be playing in the college football playoffs. I, I'm in agreement with you. Oh, throw your hope out. It's 2020. Hope is no more. Hope hope went out the door in, in April. So there I mean, is no more yeah. hope. Now it's just doom and sorrow. So twenty twenty one will certainly be better for sure. No, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> so and I'm I'm not kidding about that. So Zach, when it comes to you thinking November, why why November? Because I think that they are going to find and be able to do this rapid testing. I think they're going to be able to do the rapid testing saliva tests that are going to be able to, as Barry Elber has said, potentially put out a practice field and a game field that is totally clean. In terms of um, sanitized corona, uh, corona, coronavirus, coronavirus, like they're going to be able to make sure every time they go out on the field that nobody on that field has the virus. And then after the game, the water in the showers is going to be replaced with Purell, so you'll just shower in Purell. I think they'll get on a bus and drive and, and get on a plane and go home. <laughs> I uh, well, you have the spikes now happening, and then you'll all of a sudden have a lot of ringworm popping up because yeah. no one's showering. All right, so you got frat row and soror- frat and sororities all getting had to quarantine now. You have all the students, eighteen to twenty, whatever, all spiking. You have bars shutting down, you know, down in State Street, reading State Street mostly, and then you have um, the school students coming back in, and you see cases going up. Is that that doesn't that doesn't deter cons- you away from it, them it, starting it, in November? No, because all those students are going to be gone very very quickly. Virtual. There's no way that Wisconsin's gonna be able to finish the semester the way things are going. It's like, not trending good, is it? They're barely into the semester, and it's not trending well. Yeah, there's there's not a chance in heck that they're gonna be able to do what they want to. I think by the by the beginning of October there won't be any in person classes, and they'll be virtual. And dorms will left this football. Players. And the dorms will be closed. And the dorms will be closed out, and people will be going home. And there's gonna be a whole bunch of uproar over that, and uh, the football players will be still on campus. Just like, just then, aren't you admitting they're like essential workers? No. Well, yeah, yes. But <laughs> the ACC and the SEC and everybody else has already done that. Like the ACC yeah. has sent a whole bunch of students home, not even having them on campus, and yet they had the football players on campus. Yeah. You so, know how pissed I would be if I had to move in and then move out within like the first month or two. But even like you knew moving is the worst. Knew, here's the thing. Yes, it is. But you know, here's the thing. <laughs> Zach just moved. Here's the thing. Like that, you knew that was going to be a possibility. Anybody that went into the dorms thinking they were going to be there for the entire year. Oh, yeah, or you're like For a month or two. I just saw... It it's insane a, like that. You knew that wasn't going to happen. I forgot what D3 school it is, but it's in Wisconsin. They all have to quarantine in their dorms for 14 days. Uh, I don't know if it's... Plat- I, I forget which campus it was. But could you imagine quarantining in your freaking dorm room for 14 days? Thankfully, I never lived in dorms, but oh, I, As a guy who did and uh, hated his roommate? Yeah. That I would, would suck. Uh, there would, there, two men would enter that dorm room and one man would leave. And that man leaving would be me. Because my other roommate would have been murdered. <laughs> I like- actually had to spend almost a full week in my dorm room my freshman year with pneumonia. That, yeah. trying to get good sleep in a dorm room, in a in a cube, in a, oof, that was rough. Got to toughen up that immune system, Rowdy. You do. Get get better. I thought you were tough. Yeah. What's well, what? if, if freaking UWL you sure it wasn't COVID? Had, you sure it wasn't COVID? Would have had uh, UV lights <laughs> in my... Patient zero. Here from twenty, it would have been thirteen. The winter of twenty thirteen to fourteen. Yep, yeah. patient zero, COVID nineteen. Yeah, look at him. We got yeah. a we got a star in our midst. Well, I will say some people do think that I was made in a lab. <laughs> How these suckers look! I didn't know people. They didn't know people. They made people that small. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Before <laughs> nobody thinks that. And before we're out of here. No touching. Yep, now he's touching. He's breaking the six foot barrier. Not before, Rowdy. <laughs> Zach, your uh, your last um, 
lasting memories on this Buck season. Mike Budenholzer, is he on the hot seat? Does he come back for one more year? Does he fire it? Is Giannis staying? Like, give me all your reactions after the Bucks get bounced last night from the Miami Heat. They'll all be back next year. Budenholzer, Giannis. Budenholzer, Giannis. Middleton. Middleton. Please tell me Bledsoe will be gone. Bledsoe will still be gone. They decided to sign him instead of Malcolm Brogdon. Like, I'm a Bledsoe fan in the regular season. I know, like... I think there's a lot of people that are big fans of Malcolm Brogdon, or uh, Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, Mike Budenholzer in the regular season. Like, I... Eric Bledsoe is a very entertaining player for me because I love when a a smaller point guard puts a shoulder down and drives to the rack. Like, I love that when you're up against the big Sia Giants. That's awesome. Last night, Eric Bledsoe, this could be an overreaction, but was the worst player in the history of the playoffs last night. That's it. That is bold. That's bold. He was atrocious. I mean, have you watched Kyle Kyle Lowry prior to last year in the playoffs? I have. He was horrible. Eric Bledsoe even missed a layup last night. Yes. (laughs) So Giannis is back. Budenholzer is back. I'll even say, being the big Chris Middleton fan that I am, out of those three in Bledsoe, Middleton, and Budenholzer, the only one I would care to see back next year would be Middleton. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to move on from Budenholzer because of the success they had in the regular season. The, and past the, the, the Rona. Yes. They were the best team in basketball March 11th. Had they been had, had an opportunity to play at home, play at Pfizer Forum, I don't think the season is came to it comes to an end in the second round of the playoffs. And the nut kick continuum continues. A guy a guy photoshopped the same thing that I did. I can't believe we thought of the same thing. Yeah, just the exact same thing too, like in the same style of letters, the same Nah, games. he's a he's a big believer in the no. nut kick continuum. I know, I'm kidding. Yeah. But uh, uh it's it look. It is where it is. It's twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty. And it's being a Wisconsin sports fan. You get kicked in the nuts year Ooh. after year. Right in the goodies. Yeah. You gotta ice them. Zach, appreciate your time as always. Yep. And now once you leave, I'm going to go back to being depressed. So thanks for cheering me up for about half an hour. No problem. See you, buddy.